Well, good morning, everyone. My name is Brian, and today is Friday, August 4th, 2023, and this is episode 484 of the Lots Project podcast, a daily look inside our journey to live outside the systems of control. It's Friday. It's a 10K giveaway Friday with a few adjustments. It is thunderstorms like crazy here. Hopefully, uh, the Starlink holds out. I don't know. It is pretty thick cover. It is lots of lightning, lots of thunder. It's been going on for, I don't know, last three or four hours, I would say, and uh, it's supposed to continue. So we will see if uh, signal strength holds out. We get through the show. Um, yeah, we'll see. It's a Friday. It's a Friday, Friday, Friday. Uh, what do we got on tap today? Severely disappointed uh, in my visit to Tractor Supply yesterday. I uh, had two big disappointments, and I'll talk about one of those. I'll also talk about uh, more dog food fiasco, more drama in our dog food life. And uh, let's see, weekend plans. And what happened to episode 483? I will uh, I will clue you in on what's going on with that. So it's going to be a good day. Ah, Silver Bullet in the cup. Last, last uh, press of Silver Bullet for this pound. I, <coughs> excuse me. I was weighing out uh, the beans this morning to grind them up, and I picked up the bag, and I was like, oh, no. Oh, no. I uh, I don't have enough for another – I don't have enough for another French press. I'm going to have to mix it with something. And Silver Bullet's so good, I didn't want to mix it with anything. And uh, luckily enough, I had 48 grams instead of 49 grams, which was my new normal. And I think that one gram is, uh, I can't even tell the difference. So I'm not that much of a coffee snob. I don't need the exact amount. So we got Canadian Farmstead hanging out. Good morning, Canadian Farmstead. He says, hashtag, hi, Corey, already this morning, banging away at the hashtags. Pip, how we doing? Happy Friday, humans. Backwoods Butcher, how we, how we hanging? And Gingerbread Farms up there early there this morning. All right. All right. Before we get to the perfect cup, before we get to the history segment, we have to get um, uh, have to get. Oh, James says he mixed the last of his silver bullet with GSD. That's a that's a good, uh, good pairing. It wouldn't uh, wouldn't be bad, even if it is uh, majority one or the other. I think that would have turned out just fine. But uh, anyway, let's get to that hashtag for the 10K giveaway and a little bit of an announcement uh, why I'm using it. Uh, so the announcement first, Scramblin', the crazy coffee guy that I, uh, I get this all this awesome air-roasted coffee for, uh, Seek4 Club, uh, he, he does it um, to the public. You don't need to be a member of the club just yet. Uh, you can get, it, get his coffee, and I definitely suggest you try it out. You can find it at foodforestfarms.com. But uh, scrambling there yesterday, jumped out of a plane for the first time. Perfectly good airplane. Don't worry. He wasn't in a, in a plane wreck or anything. He decided to uh, fly up in an airplane and, uh, and make, make the, the conscious decision to jump out of it. Why? I'm not sure. Why? I'm definitely not sure. Anyway, we were all taking bets whether he would cry, scream, laugh, uh, die, and uh, he didn't. And it, it, I think it may have been a spiritual experience for him because last night I get a message from old Scrambling and it says, hey, it was awesome. And I lived and it was fantastic. And uh, I, I, I am going to do a giveaway. I'm going to do uh, a promotion or something. And this morning, there it was. Coupon code. I lived, that is the letter I, L-I-V-E-D, I lived at foodforestfarms.com. We'll get you a free pound of coffee on your order. That's free pounds. That's that's uh, like 26 bucks off minimum, 25 bucks off. I think Brian's blend is $25 a pound. Uh, that's $25 coupon code, guys. Uh, I lived over at, uh, I, uh, over at Food Forest Farms. And if you would put in the comment lots or uh, heard it on the lots project, the lots project, anything in the comments to delineate that you heard this coupon code on my show, I get a little, uh, little kickback in my coffee uh, order. So 
I would appreciate that. But definitely go. Um, even if you buy a pound, it's a BOGO. I mean, buy one, get one on premium air roasted coffee. I think, it, unfortunately, Canadian Farm said you're up in Canada, but I would think that would even probably price it out to uh, to close to um, close to Maxwell House. Maybe close enough. Anyway, that's hashtag or hashtag. That's coupon code. I lived over at Food Forest Farm. Celebrate Brian hitting the ground. You'll have between now and August 10th to get that in and get your free pound of coffee on the way with any order. So if you need some, uh, you need some coffee and you need a two for one uh, or a two for or a three for two or get that free pound. I lived in the coupon code and then in the comments when you make your order, just let them know you heard it on the lots project. So I get a little bit of uh, something, something too. Anyway, that was what spurred me to bring today's hashtag for the 10K giveaway around. And the hashtag today, <sighs> stop drinking shitty coffee. Hashtag stop drinking shitty coffee is the 10K giveaway hashtag of the day. So if you want to participate in the 10K giveaway, Hit that in the comments. You can do it on Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, or Twitter. Hashtag stop drinking shitty coffee. We'll get you entered in. Uh, new rules today with the 10K giveaway is that you, um, I'll need 10 entrances, 10 entrance in the, in the drawing to give it away. If I don't get 10 today, I mean, send messages to your friends. I don't know if you got multiple accounts. That's kind of cheating, but it is what it is. We need 10 entries to give that away today. If we don't get 10, it'll roll over to next week, and then we'll be giving it away 20K, 20K uh, for 10 entries. So let's go. Anybody know uh, where they can? Oh, I see somebody dropped off. They're going to sign into a different account. I'm guessing all of a sudden employee number four is going to be commenting and uh, all sorts of other uh, backwoods butcher one, backwoods butcher two. <laughs> oh, anyway, guys, that is uh, that is the setup for the 10k giveaway and uh, that food forest farms pr uh, promotion through the 10th. So I'll get you to be able to remind you again at the beginning of the week and over the weekend. I'll be putting out posts. Let's uh, let's make scrambling regret jumping out of a plane. Let's make him regret giving away free pounds of coffee and uh get them rolling in that roaster as heavy as possible so anyway <laughs> oh kyle thinks i made it a super long um <laughs> kyle says that i made it a super long hashtag so he wouldn't spell it right uh yeah yeah i mean spelling counts man spelling counts and coworker number four uh, on cue. There you go. I heard that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Does coworker number four uh, participate in Lightning Pip? I know you're gonna have to sign out and sign back into your other account, but uh, do they participate in Lightning? <laughs> anyway, we're running a little late here. Let's get to that perfect cup question of the day, and uh, and away we go. And we'll get through this Friday show sooner rather than later. <coughs> Excuse me. All right. It's time for the 135th edition of the Perfect Cup, a daily question and my thoughts. Join the discussion in my Telegram channel at t.me slash lots feed. That's t.me slash lots feed. Every Monday, Sunday through Thursday, I go around socials. I drop that question around. The best way to find it is in that Telegram channel. But if you want to risk it on socials, you can find it on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, uh, LinkedIn, MeWe, and Noster. Noster probably being the best of the socials to get my attention. Otherwise, the other uh, sites don't like to give me notifications and you run the risk of me not seeing it in time. Head on over to that Telegram channel. Find the question. Today's question of the day is, what is the most unusual place you've ever slept in? That is, what is the most unusual place you've ever slept in? 
All right. I went round and round and round and round in my head. And I thought of many, many unusual places I've slept. Uh, mostly many unusual places I've woken up. Uh, I don't know if sleeping and passing out are the same. I think Chris Dixon uh, inquired about that. Uh, I've, I've definitely had a period in my life where it really didn't matter where I closed my eyes um, because I wasn't feeling any pain for sure. And there were lots of confusing mornings when I woke up. Unfortunately, I don't think I can pick the most unusual. Uh, there have been plenty of fields uh, just laying in the grass, in the beds of trucks, leaning against trees next to campfires, in campfire chairs, um, just all over the place. Uh, random people's houses, apartments in the in I've, I've slept in bars. Um, yeah, I don't know. I never really in that period of my life. And actually, now I don't really fall asleep anywhere. Um, I have to be comfortable. It, with my surroundings. So that's usually like in the passenger seat of the truck um, when Corey's trying to figure out where to go. But um, yeah, I don't know if I could pick out an unusual place that I actually intended to go to sleep. I did wake up on a tram in San Diego. Um, yeah, I mean, lots of lots of places. So I don't think I can pick one specific one. I know that's a cop out for the answer. And especially on a Friday, man, we're going to have to uh, make up for it next week with lots of good answers. But uh, let's roll on. Chris Dixon weighed in, said, slept is uh, a street stairwell in Dallas, passed out, was in a Thule carrier. And I don't know if you know what a Thule carrier is, but when you see those guys that are driving along, they got their snowboards on the top of their uh, snowboards on top of their vehicles, the black uh, containers. Chris Dixon slept in one of those. And I'm curious. And when I read that answer, I didn't reach out and ask him, but I'm curious, was it on a vehicle, A, and B, was it moving? Were you sleeping in a moving tool carrier or uh, at least on the top of a vehicle? Or was it just like laying in the yard? Because it looks like it's pretty comfortable. I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to lie. Canadian Farmstead says uh, a random beach in Mexico. I can't blame you there. I mean, why not? When in Mexico, take a siesta. Scramblin, uh, he weighed in with a big old one, then said, uh, got super drunk with a skater girl, climbed the outside brick wall on a six-story parking garage. Uh, they made love under the stars like bunnies. Uh, no, wait, it says, fucked like bunnies under the moon and passed out. Woke up about 9 a.m. to blazing hangover and full sun. Picked the roof gravel out of her back and had to make a plan to get down alive and not get arrested because now 40,000 humans were bustling about in all directions as we peeked over the edge. Chuck jarred shit over the edge and scrambled down the brick and ran for it. That might be how he got his name. Uh, I know how he got his name. It's not scrambling down a building. Only uh, other place he woke up was in the, in the literal gutter on the main strip on Daytona Beach. One poor driver and I had gotten splattered like a melon that night. Didn't have the same happy beginning, just the same terrifying ending. Funny, it took him 30 more years to figure out he was a drunk. Some skulls are thicker than others. Just stay, al just stay alive today. You never know what comes next. Happy weekend, folks. Um, he's And then he talks about, uh, hopefully I'm still with you. I'm scheduled to toss myself out of a plane today in a few hours. Uh, he was he was a little nervous, I think. <laughs> so, anyway, let's see. Hey, good morning, York Meadow Farms. What's going on, Rob Kaiser? How we doing, man? You guys are on fire with York Meadow Farms and Natural Ferments, man. I uh, I am super excited for you. Let me burn through this perfect cup question, and we'll we'll circle back to those comments. Golden Crickets uh, weighs in and says. I'd say on a 16-foot inflatable raft when I was a river guide, not a great idea, but there was a skunk problem in the one place we would camp, and that would keep them from getting in our faces. I mean, keeping skunks out of your face is definitely a good idea, unless it's uh, the sticky, icky skunk, uh, and I don't mind that hanging around. Kyle, the backwoods butcher, he says, uh, I woke up one time on a deflated deflated inflatable killer whale that's an interesting picture to start next to a campfire getting better with an empty bottle of hypnotic that stuff will yeah i can see why we were passed out first of all second of all on an inflatable deflated inflatable killer whale 
Uh, but the topper to all of this is he was wearing a pair of Daisy Dukes. Was that the only thing you were wearing, Kyle? Uh, the only thing you were wearing was Daisy Dukes, or did you also have that sweet American flag tank top on too? Um, he said the only reason he woke up was because the uh, possum was crawling up his back. Oh, to be 21 again. I mean, don't lie, Kyle. This was like three weekends ago, I'm pretty sure. But interesting, interesting. Uh, to be the people watching you wake up is always a better idea. So, oh, he says, oh, he says, yes. So is that a yes to the Daisy Dukes were the only thing or yes to you had that sweet American flag tank top on? James weighed in. James weighed in with multiple answers this morning um, or throughout the day yesterday and this morning. He said in a P-19 in the middle of an airfield, in the back of a Hummer, in a convoy across mainland Japan, under multiple military vehicles. He says he can sleep anywhere at this point. There were a couple other ones that I ran out of time to copy over, but basically James said, in the end, the most unusual place he's ever slept was in my mom. And I don't think that was the case, but thanks, James, for throwing that out there. <laughs> and wrapping it up this today <laughs> with Corey's answer. Corey, uh, Corey threw this one out there. I, uh, she always asked the question uh, during the day, the day before. And she looked at me and she said, I think it has to be in the treehouse. It took me two, se two seconds. It was a split second. I was like, treehouse. Oh, I, I want to hear this story. And then I recalled the treehouse that she was talking about. There was a treehouse at their cabin up at the lake, and I saw this. And I'm sure by the time I saw it, it was a little worse for wear. Had been a little... Oh, Corey's over here shaking her head. Not really. Not really. Basically, it was a platform up in a tree with some, like, kind of sides on it that uh, if you leaned against them, you probably would take an 8 to 10-foot tumble out of the tree. Uh, Corey slept in the treehouse. And um, I think I asked her, well, was it in better condition than it is today? And she kind of shrugged and didn't really have an answer uh so yeah that would be definitely unusual and pretty sketchy especially as a child to sleep up in this treehouse Corey's answer was uh was a treehouse at the cabin so anyway the perfect cup question of the day today again was what's the is the most unusual place you've ever slept in and um yeah, I didn't have an answer. Corey says the treehouse. The audience had a bunch of fun places. Uh, if you want to participate in the perfect cup question of the day, be sure to find that posted across social Sunday through Monday or the easiest way. Sunday through Thursday, excuse me. Uh, the easiest place is t.me slash lots feed over on Telegram. It's been another episode of the perfect cup and now back to the main show. All right, all right, all right, all right. Oh, Rob Rob Kaiser weighs in here. Says being in our early twenties, on in the late nineties and early two thousands was paradise. No social media, limited cell phones. Life was pure and beautiful. Rob, you nailed it for sure, man. I uh, I wanna. I remember. Even the cell phone videos and pictures people got, it was like plausible deniability because they were so grainy. If you were doing something um, in a video for sure, or uh, even some pictures, that's not me. Can't prove it. It's not me. Like you could even get away with it. There wasn't the super high definition, even if there happened to be a camera around. And then, you know, you always had the old uh, VHS camcorders and the palm quarters. All my friends really like those things for some reason but the tapes were destroyable man they were physical it wasn't instant upload to the internet so there is there is great um that is great so it, it could have been bad if if i grew up in today's day and age it would have definitely been bad so anyway just a reminder if you want to get in on that uh if you want to get in on that 10k giveaway definitely hit that uh hit the comments and put Hashtag stop drinking shitty coffee and you'll be entered. Looks like we're pushing up here. Let me see how many entrants I got right at the moment. We have, we're up to four, four. There's a, why do I always have way more people watching than entering? You do not like money. You don't want free Satoshis. 
Yeah, it's up to you guys. Hashtag stop drinking shitty coffee gets you in the running for 10,000 Satoshis. As long as we meet the threshold of 10 entrants today. Pip answered when I asked about employee number four participating in Bitcoin. Says she does not, though I bug her about it because BTC. Yeah. Ah, Pip. Oh, Pip. All right, guys. All right, guys. Let's get to the history segment and then on with the rest of the show. All right. History segment for August 8th, August 4th, 2023. Again, August 4th, 2023. Lots of history brought to you by Pip over at DuctionCups.com. Head on over to Duction Cups. Check out some ducks and some cups and some boards and all the new stuff coming soon. Prepared for you by Pip, August 4th. Welcome back to Friday, humans. 149 days remaining until the end of the year. Pip's Bitcoin price prediction is, now this was made yesterday, $28,796.42. But the current Bitcoin price is $29,149.57. Hey, Pip, you were only $400 off. That is not bad for today. Not bad for sure. Here's lots of history for you on a Friday. Anyone recall the second Gulf of Tonkin incident? Two USS destroyers mistakenly report coming under attack or something like that. Anyway, what else happened today? August 4th, 1693, date traditionally ascribed to Dom Perignon's invention of champagne. It is not clear whether he actually invented champagne. However, he has been credited as the innovator who developed the technique used to perfect sparkling wine. The quote attributed to Perion, come quickly. I am testing the stars. I am tasting the stars. Wow. Drop that one. Come quickly. I am tasting the stars is supposedly what he said when tasting the first sparkling champagne. However, the first appearance of that quote appears to have been in print in a print advertisement in the late 19th century. 1790, August 4th, 1790, a newly passed tariff act creates the revenue the revenue cutter service, the forerunner <coughs> to the of the United States Coast Guard, established by an act of Congress on the 4th of August 1790 as the revenue Marine, upon the recommendation of Secretary of the Treasury Alexander Hamilton, to serve as the Armed Customs Enforcement Service. As time passed, the service gradually gained missions, either voluntary or by legislation, including those of a military nature. It was generally referred to as the Revenue Marine until the 31st of July, 1894, when it was officially renamed the Revenue Cutter Service. The Revenue Cutter Service operated under the authority of the U.S. Department of the Treasury. On the 28th of January, 1915, the service was merged by an act of Congress with the United States Life-Saving service, Services to form the United States Coast Guard. This day, August 4th, 1821, the Saturday Evening Post is published for the first time as a weekly newspaper, an American magazine currently published six times a year. It was issued weekly under this title from 1897 to 1963, then every two weeks until 1969. From the 1920s to the 1960s, it was one of the most widely circulated and influential magazines within the American middle class, with fiction, nonfiction, cartoons, and features that reached 2 million homes every week. The magazine declined in readership through the 1960s, and in 1969, the Saturday Evening Post folded for two years before being revived as a quarterly publication with an emphasis on medical articles in 1971. Pip's history notes on the history notes. The Saturday Evening Post was first published in 1821 in the same printing shop at 53 Market Street in Philadelphia, where Benjamin Franklin founded the Pennsylvania Gazette and it had been published in the 18th century. While the Gazette ceased publication in 1800, 10 years after Franklin's death, the Post links its history to the original magazine. That was an interesting nugget for sure, Pip. Uh, August 4th, 1914, World War I. In response to the German invasion of Belgium, Belgium and the British Empire declare war on Germany. The United States declares its neutrality. (laughs) Yeah, we see how that worked out. 
On August 2nd, the German government sent an ultimatum to Belgium demanding passage through the country and German forces invaded Luxembourg. Two days later, the Belgian government refused the German demands and the British government guaranteed military support to Belgium. The German government declared war on Belgium on the 4th of August. German troops crossed the border and began the Battle of Liege. August 4th, 1944, from the Holocaust, a tip from a Dutch informer leads to the Gestapo to a sealed off area in an Amsterdam warehouse where they find and arrest Jewish diarist Anne Frank, her family, and four others. Pips notes the informant is another word for a rat. Just saying, I think it was the book 1984 where the kids would rat out their parents for anti party thoughts. In 2015, Flemish journalist Jerome de Bruyne. And Jupe von Wich, Jesus, Pip, really? Um, this tells the story of uh, a young lady that ratted out Anne Frank and the other Jews that they killed that day. Um, if you want to grab the rest of this hickey, this hickey wiki, this wiki, head on over to thelostproject.com and check out the blog post for today. Scroll down and it'll be right there. But we're going to move on because I cannot pronounce any of those names throughout that whole thing. Uh, August 4th, 1977, U.S. President Jimmy Carter signs legislation creating the United States Department of Energy. The 1973 oil crisis called attention to the need to consolidate energy policy. On August 4th, 1977, President Jimmy Carter signed into law the Department of Energy Organization Act of 1977 which created the Department of Energy, the new agency which began operations October 1st, 1977, consolidated the Federal Energy Administration, the Energy Research and Development Administration, and the Federal Power Commission, and programs of various other agencies. Wow, good job, guys, streamlining that. <coughs> who was born today? Happy birthdays, August 4th. Who is the birthday boys and girls for today? From a Stargate fan, happy birthday, Don Davis. That's from Pip. I've never seen one episode of Stargate, to tell you the truth. 1942, born on August 4th, 1942, Don S. Davis, American actor who died in 2008. An American character actor best known for playing base commander General Hammond in the television series Stargate SG. From 1997 to 2007, and earlier for playing Major General Briggs on the television series Twin Peaks, which I have seen from 1990 to 91. He was also a theater professor, painter, and United States Army captain. Pips notes, in the TV show MacGyver, Davis was stunt photographer double for Dana Elkar. He was often mistaken for Elkar and vice versa. Both TV shows were with Richard Dean Anderson. I loved Richard Dean Anderson in MacGyver as a child, for sure. Pip says he's sorry. He didn't make their names. He just copied and pasted them. 1955, Billy Bob Thornton, one of my favorite actors, American actor, director, and screenwriter, an American film actor and director. He had his first break when he co-wrote and starred in the 1992 thriller One False Move and received international attention after writing, directing, and starring in the independent drama film Sling Blade. Pips notes, I only recall seeing this dude in Armageddon and now I don't feel so bad for not seeing Stargate or liking motorcycle racing or anything like that because Pip is obviously lacking in uh, in in actors when he's only seen Billy Bob Thornton in Armageddon. What about Bad News Bears remake? Nah, man, check out Sling Blade. Check out um, yeah, yeah, Fargo TV series on uh, that I think that FX produced. Fantastic, fantastic, Billy Bob, and uh, countless others. Hey, could you stop shaking my shit around, please? Hey. Well, anyway, happy birthday, Bob, Billy Bob. And uh, August 4th, August 4th, 1961, Barack Obama. Did we ever see his birth certificate? Do we know if that's his real birthday? Barack Obama, American lawyer and politician, 44th president of the United States, and a Nobel Prize laureate. Yes. 44th president of the United States from 2009 to 2017. Pips notes, he said he wanted to try to make things okay, so they gave him a Nobel Prize. Dude starts two wars and gets the Nobel Peace Prize. <laughs> Makes sense. Makes sense. 
Uh, born on this day, August 4th, 1968, Daniel Day Kim, South Korean act, uh, American actor, an American actor. He is known for his roles as Jin Soo Kwan in Lost and Chin Ho Kelly in Hawaii 5 Pips notes, rewatching Lost is on the list of things to do, but it's on the list. Uh, this day, August 4th, 1971, Jeff Gordon, American race car driver and actor, actor? An American stock car racing executive and former professional stock car racing driver who currently serves as the vice chairman for Hendrick Motorsports. He reached full time. He raced full time from 1993 to 2015, driving the number 24 Chevrolet for Hendrick Motorsports. Uh, what was that? The Glidden car or the Rainbow Warrior? He was the Rainbow Warrior. Uh, Motorsports in the former NASCAR Winston Cup Series and Sprint Cup Series. Pips notes another left turn. Yeah, go left. Go left, Jeff. Go left. Uh, everybody used to call him the Rainbow Warrior and all those redneck hillbillies I used to drink with back in New York used to say, oh, man, that Jeff Gordon's gay. And I was like, man, if being gay got me a wife that looked like his, sign me up. This day, uh, <laughs> August 4th, 1989, uh, Thomas Kakzor, the Polish sprint canoeist. Where do you come up with this shit, man? At the 2012 Summer Olympics, he competed in the men's C2 1,000 meters with Martin. Yeah, no chance. At the 20, 2016 Olympics, he competed in the C1 200 and the C1 1,000 meter. I assume the C1 is canoe one man and the C2 is canoe two man. You put in a canoe racer. I love you, Pip. Let's see who kicked off today. <laughs> Let's see who kicked off. Who died today, August 4th, August 4th, 1932? Alfred Henry Maurer, Maurer, American painter. An American modernist painter, he exhibited his work in avant-garde circles internationally and in New York City during the early 20th century. Highly respected today, his works met with little critical or commercial success in his lifetime, and he died a suicide at the age of 64. 1962, August 4th, 1962, Marilyn Monroe. Oh, man. Marilyn Monroe is, yeah, it's hot for sure. American model and actress, an American actress, model, and singer known for playing comic comic blonde bombshell characters. She became one of the most popular sex symbols of the 1950s and early 1960s, as well as an emblem of the era's sexual revolution. Monroe died between 8.30 p.m. and 10.30 p.m. on August 4th. The toxicology report showed that she is, that the cause of death was acute barbiturate poisoning. She had 8 milligram percentage chloral hydrate, 4.5 milligram percentage of phenobarbital in her blood, and 13 milligram percentage of phenobarbital in her liver. Poss the possibility Monroe had accidentally overdosed was ruled out because the dosages found in her body were several times the lethal limit. Weird. They killed her too. I need to make sure it's the same. Marilyn Monroe did not kill herself. <laughs> Perfect. Mark that one down. Uh, let's see. August 4th, 2007, Raul Hilberg, Austrian-American political scientist and historian, a Jewish-Austrian-born Amer American political scientist and historian. He was widely considered to be the preeminent scholar on the Holocaust. Christopher R. Browning has called him the founding father of Holocaust studies and his three-volume 1,273 page ma magnus opus, the destruction of the European Jews is regarded as seminal for research into the Nazi final solution. Backwards Butcher says, weird, Monroe was also blowing the president at the time. <laughs> this day, August 4th, 2009, Blake Snyder, American screenwriter and producer, died. An American screenwriter, consultant, and educator based in Los Angeles. His screenplays included the comedy Stop or My Mom Will Shoot from 1992 or blank check from 1994 Snyder died unexpectedly on August 4th, 2009 of what was characterized as either a pulmonary embolism or cardiac arrest. Pips notes blank check. Geez, that's a bit ago. Decent flick hit the holidays today. Coast guard day in the United States constitution day in the cook islands. First Monday in August, 
Matematica Slovenska Day in Slovakia, Barack Obama Day in Illinois, Happy Illinois Barack Obama Day, and in 2020, the 2020 Beirut Explosion Commemoration Day in Lebanon. This has been Pip with Duction Cups, suggesting that you join the duck side. We have suction cups. Cheers and have a prosperous weekend, human. Signing off for the week, Pip. Whoop, 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 whoop. All righty. Uh, looking like scrambling shit is not showing up on my stuff again. Uh, let me roll back. Anyway, this has been uh, another episode of Lots of History. Kind of forgot that I'm clipping it out and putting it over on YouTube. You can find it over there, standalone segment. It's either a podcast uh, or podcast or audio uh, on YouTube music. So check that out. Lots of history. I appreciate Pip doing all the work and sending them to me and all I have to read it and make make myself look like a fool when I get to all those names. All right, let's get back to it. Blakesley Acres, super late morning and good morning, everyone. How's it going, Joe? Hope everything is good. You were up late watching old Toolman Tim last night. Tim going on at eight mountain, no, seven mountain. That really, uh, that really throws something into my sleep schedule for sure. Good morning, Rewilder Life. Rachel, how are we doing this morning? Glad you came over. Pip talking about just making the names, or not making them, just copying them. Um, Pip says they did a remake of the Bad News Bears. Yeah, Billy Bob Thornton was the perfect character for that. Uh, Backwoods is saying that Barack Obama's in Kenya. Um, Jesus. Oh, no. Pick, Pickle Pete predicts. Yes, I can see you now. Pickle Pete, I can see you. I don't know what you did to piss off my YouTube, but I have not seen a scrambling live comment in Arch My Chat or any other live chats uh, for a long, long time. I dug into it with YouTube. They didn't have any clue what was going on. But there we go. Pickle Pete predicts. Stop drinking shitty coffee. Perfect. That's the coffee guy. Head on over to his site and get some of that coffee. Let's see how many people we got in and see if you got to do any recruiting in the next 20 minutes before we give away this 10K. Oh, guys, guys, there's double the amount of people watching this right now than are entered into the drawing. Um, so I would uh, I would definitely uh, go recruit if anybody wants to win this. We need uh, five more people to... Smash that, uh, smash those keys and type in hashtag stop drinking shitty coffee. Otherwise, uh, we're going to roll that over to the next week. So got about uh, got 15 minutes or so if you can uh, scrounge up some of your friends to come and enter that or make up some new names real quick, I guess, if that's the way we want to do it. Backwoods Butcher says, God damn it, people, I want my sats. Hey, why don't you go rile up your other butcher friend? He's been MIA for a couple months now or about a month. Just saying, just saying. Uh, Gingerbread Farms, I don't know. I can't tell if you're in or not. All I get is the top, um, <laughs> the top, or the total number. Sorry, man. <coughs> you can type it again. It won't enter twice. Don't worry. Coworker number four says, stop drinking shitty coffee. Pip told me to. Um, Pickle Pete wonders if he should wake up Chicken Joe. No, not for 10,000 sats, dude. I will send you 60 cents in the mail or whatever it is, a couple bucks. <laughs> All right. What do we got on the on the list for today? Uh, I went down yesterday was my day. I, I took a trip to Savannah. I had to do grocery shopping. I had to get caught up on laundry. I had to go to Tractor Supply. We were almost out of dog food from our trip. Uh, right before the trip, I don't know if I mentioned it. Pretty sure I did, but it was a month ago. Uh, we ran really short and had to um, take it right in the b-hole when we bought as little dog food as we could find. I was only able to find Yukonuba. Um, So our boys eat a shitload of food. Here's a little backstory. Boys eat a shitload of food. We got three St. Bernards. We go through about like 30 pounds a week, I think, ish of food. 
Um, and we used we started them on Yukonuba. St. Bernard's have notoriously um, weak stomachs. They they don't handle change well. Uh, there's certain things they can't eat. They just get sick. Uh, sick out both ends. And it's like, yeah, it's it's just not fun when they're not on a, a, a food that they agrees with them. So we started them on Yukonuba way long time ago when Rem, or when uh, Walter was a baby and uh, kind of progressed through there. Yukonuba was a reasonable price, a higher end food at that point. Uh, as COVID kind of spun out of control and supply chains, Yukonuba shot through the roof. I think when we first started buying it, hey, Corey, were we at like um, 40 bucks a bag, 50 bucks a bag, somewhere in there for a 30 pound bag? It was like 60 bucks for a 33 pound bag, which was expensive, but doable in our budget. Um, the inflated price after COVID and still right now is pushing right around $100 for a 33 pound bag. $100. So, yeah, that's just not sustainable when you when you have three of them. They're, they're, that's $100 a week on kibble, and we give them other food. Can't do it. Can't do it. It was just wasn't in the budget. I mean, I'm sure we could do it if that's really all we could get. But supply chain issues um, were making it even hard to find it. And when we could find it, we were just paying out the nose for it. So we transitioned them to something uh, cheaper, but still on the higher end of the quality scale. Uh, not the best, but agreed with their stomach. Uh, we moved to a Diamond Naturals and uh, we tried a couple different flavors. They had a beef and rice or chicken and rice and a lamb and rice. Chicken and rice, they did great on um, better than other stuff. Um manageable and the price is reasonable. I think it was a 50 pound bag now for like 50 something dollars, 40, $56, something like that. Anyway, way more reasonable. So we did really well with that for a while. You can find it at tractor supply, which are everywhere on the country or tractor supply also owns pet sense. You can get it there. There's other outlets you can get it. So, um, so when, when you um, you got them used to it, we got them used to. It. We're going along great. Uh, coming up to our trip, we started noticing that tractor supply would be out when I would go. Uh, I was having to go on the day the truck would come in because they were only getting two or three bags in a week, and I would take them all. Like if there were two bags on the shelf today, I would take two, just because we use it. We know we're going to use it. Well. Before the trip, they were out. I went three days in a row. They were out. They, yeah, I got a, uh, a run around. Both places were out of the stuff. I guess they had the lamb and rice. That doesn't go good for us. Lamb and rice, uh, from our past experiences, especially with the Yukonuba. Um, yeah, lots of messes to clean up, to put it uh, politely. So yesterday I went down to Tractor Supply. No... No chicken and rice, or no chicken and rice. Shelf was empty. Asked the girl. She says, nope, but it looks like there might be some on the truck tomorrow. And I've heard that before. Made that trip the next day and nothing. So we, uh, I went over to Pet Sense. They were out of the, the chicken and rice. They had lamb and rice. Pet Sense was where I got the Yukonuba last time before we took off on our trip. Spent like $100 on 60 pounds of food. It was just ridiculous. I, I felt really, or $200, excuse me. I felt dirty doing it. Um, but go over there. No Yukonuba available. No, um, no Diamond Naturals chicken and rice available. Uh, and it, uh, I didn't know what to do. I called Corey. We had discussion on the phone. What food do we get them? What do we go with? What do we want? They had Diamond Naturals lamb and rice, which is always available. So I don't know if it's just a shittier food because no one ever buys it. It's always there. Uh, we had the option to get some puppy formula chicken and rice. Uh, we decided against that because of the higher fat content. We didn't know what that was going to do to their stomach. 
So I ended up buying three bags of uh, lamb and rice. So fingers crossed. Wish us luck. Uh, how was it this morning? Were we still doing okay this morning or not really? A little soft. <laughs> A little soft this morning. Uh, so I'm not looking forward to it. Uh, Pickle Pete says Diamond Natural is Scrappy's kibble of choice. It's a decent food for sure. Uh, I don't know about the lamb and rice. I think our boys just have problems with lamb in general. Uh, and it, we saw that with the Yukonuba or the Diamond Naturals. It was always the lamb that they had issues with. So I got 69 pounds of the stuff to, to go through because we were going to be out of food. If I didn't come up with food yesterday, uh, we'd have some very cranky dogs this morning because I think we would have been out. So I picked that up, super disappointed, um, more supply chain issues with dog food, cost issues. It's just, it's amazing to me and see the thousands of obviously there, the branding is all different. Uh, and I don't have the time nor money nor energy to try to figure out which other food. Now this would be the third food to transition the dogs to. And we, we, we love the dogs very much. We try to take care of them as best we can. And we balance budget with quality of food. We understand that, um, that just like old Roy dog food, uh, in the hundred pound bag probably isn't the best for them, uh, and can cause more issues down the road than the money you're going to save. But we also, like I said, I can't spend a hundred dollars on 33 pounds of Yukonuba. So, Finding that middle ground, finding that food that's affordable and available everywhere is the trick. And uh, we're back to the drawing board unless I can start figuring out a way. So with us being back in Tennessee and going to sit down for a little while and uh, do some work, I might be able to order it ahead of time. Um, I'm going to look into that. I do make pretty consistent trips to um, that area where the tractor supply and pet sense are. I should probably look into see if I can order it for the next week or whenever we're going to need it. Uh, the problem comes is when we're traveling and have to pick it up on the fly. So, um, Gingerbread says, I use HomeSense Large Breed Puppy because I have two pup puppies, then one with an allergy to corn, so it gets different food. Um, yeah, yeah, it's uh, it, it gets tough when you have to uh, go between. Walter ate puppy food for way longer than he ever intended because the other two puppies, like there was no, we free feed them. We feed them. We present them food once a day. We keep their bowls full and they free feed the rest of the time. And we've had no problem. Um, Cyrix over on Twitch. Nice to, nice to see you. What is the lots project? Uh, it stands for living outside the system. Uh, and you can go to the lotsproject.com, poke around, man, and find out all sorts of stuff. But basically, it's a chronicling of my and my wife's life traveling in a camper with our three St. Bernards traveling around the country and trying to do things a little different than most. Um, so, dude, check it out. Thanks for joining in for uh, at least a minute here. If, uh, yeah, you check out the lotsproject.com or the YouTube channel or all sorts of other places. Um, Crixus. Crixus. Okay. Most people just call you Crix. Crix, nice to have you. Thanks for swinging by. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. Um, anyway, just kind of uh, rolling towards the end of our... Uh, <laughs> rolling towards the end of the show here, but we got a couple of little things left to do. We start at 6 a.m. Central every Monday through Friday, and then also do interview uh, releases on Monday nights and uh, Thursday nights. Pickle Pete says will be actual lots to say on someday. Yeah, the eventual the eventual end goal is um, is buying up some smaller properties, putting in small hip camp type uh, campgrounds on them, and kind of acquire them all over the country and have a network of campgrounds. Thus, the lots, uh, the acronym, and uh, the definition goes uh, way all over the way all over the 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 spectrum of meanings for sure. So anyway, that was the dog food. I was also disappointed at tractor supply. Uh, when we were on vacation with Corey's parents, they busted out this little game that we played. It was called, uh, I don't know if you guys have played it. Have you seen it? 
It's called Shut the Box. Uh, it's a little dice game. Basically, the one that we um, the one that we used was uh, it was the numbers one through twelve. You roll the dice as you accumulate numbers. You flip them down, and then you end up trying to flip all the numbers down. It was a cool game. It was nice to just kind of pass around uh, as we were sitting there bullshitting or sitting outside or play it by yourself. And so Corey and I were like, we definitely need to get that. It's small enough. It's compact enough. And we enjoyed it enough to order it up. We put it on our Amazon list and it was about 15 bucks. It was um, it was about $15 on Amazon. We we're like, that's not bad. We'll just order it when we can. Well, yesterday I was standing in line at Tractor Supply and I look over and there is shut the box. And I was like, huh, look at that. It was on sale for $10. I said, well, I like money. I will buy this $10 version instead of the $15 version on um, <laughs> uh, the 15 version dollar on Amazon. And uh, so I'm standing in line. I throw it in the cart. I, I grab it. I pay for it. I'm all excited. I'm going to surprise Corey with it because we haven't ordered our Amazon big shopping since we got back yet. We have a bunch of stuff that we're going to get in there. I just haven't ordered it yet. But I was bringing home the game. So I bring it home and we open it up and we go to play it. And instead of one through 12, it had one through nine. Corey's like, what is this? This seems way cheap. What is this? And we're looking at it. I felt jaded. I felt cheated. We looked at the outside of the box and literally on the box, outside of the box, it had one through nine. But it didn't anywhere say that, like, this is the junior version of the real game. Uh, so we started playing it. And, like, we played it for, what, three days? I think we played it for three or four days with her parents. And we only completed the game maybe a handful of times in three or four days. We played it quite a bit. Corey, um, Corey knocked out. She, she beat this thing, like, the first time she tried it. And we're like, this is cheesy. With only nine, we need 12. And we went on. We played it a little bit later in the night. It, it is an addicting game for sure. And it did get a little harder. I think we might have had a little bit of uh, beginner luck. But so disappointed that it wasn't the full version. So disappointed. Uh, definitely going to order the $15 one. Like I felt like I took $10 and lit it on fire. Uh, but that wouldn't have been the first time. If anybody in the Tennessee area is looking for a junior version of Shut the Box, I got one for you. I'll even give it to you just to take it. So I was a little disappointed on that. Um, let me see what else is on my list here for today. Uh, yeah, episode 483. I'll tell you about that real quick, and then we'll get to this drawing and wrap up for the day. Episode 483 was going to be lots to talk about last night, the Thursday pre-recorded uh, episode release. Uh, I had one I was planning on doing. And then I had an interview to do last night with uh, Mike Martin of, uh, of uh, Mindfully Outdoors. He was on the show a few weeks ago. And I was like, hey, uh, maybe I can simulcast that. I asked for a link. He said it was StreamYard. I assumed that he had that we were doing it live and that I could click and um, I could click off and and simulcast it to mine. Turns out, I believe it was recording, pre-recording. There wasn't the option. It was just kind of too late to get something out for my episode and we were doing it at the same time. Anyway, no pre-recorded to, to replay or to release last night, but all my thumbnails, all my prep, all my calendar, everything is set to have released an episode. I will have to backtrack. I plan on recording up at least a, a little episode, if not a full lots to talk about um, episode over the weekend or in the next few days and uploading that as episode 380 or 483. So we're just moving on. We're chugging along and I will backtrack and backfill that number as soon as possible. So <coughs> if you're looking on your podcast player and you're like, wait, you can't count 482, 484, where's 483. It'll be coming. It'll be coming. And I will let everybody know when it releases, but, uh, Shit happens. Shit happens. You get up into these uh, pushing 500 and um, yeah, you got to expect something to go sideways every once in a while. Let me see about this drawing here. Uh, we got seven, seven. 
We have consistently had more than that in the audience the whole time I've been watching. No one wants money. Everybody hates money. So <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what's going on. Uh, I'm going to do the item of the day. We only got seven people in with hashtag stop drinking shitty coffee. Looks like the first week's going to be a rollover and Pickle Pete got out of bed for no reason. Because it's um, it's got to be, what, five pushes. He got up at four in the morning to win, and we're not even going to have a drawing. <laughs> Sorry, Pete. Sorry, Pete. Uh, give out the code. Yeah, you missed it in the beginning. I will give that out again here at the end, but I led the show with your code, my man. Uh, anyway, let's hit the item of the day. Sorry about the 10K giveaway, guys. We can spin it and see who would have won. Who would have won. Let me say this is not a drawing. This is only uh, what could have been, what should have been if we had gotten enough draw, uh, enough entries with the new rules this week. That's just how it goes. Uh, let me, I'm going to pull it up here, but we're going to do the item of the day. <laughs> the item of the day today is uh, some tea diffusers we found on Amazon. They're just a generic tea diffuser. Comes in a set of three, one really big one, two normal size small ones. We used to use them for making kombucha. I used to make it, use it to make my black tea uh, for the kombucha. Loved them. They've stuck around. We brought them on the road with us. They last. They're cheap, generic. Uh, link in the video description and the audio description for both the blog post, the video, and the Amazon link directly. If you got to do any Amazon shopping this weekend, please use my link. Head on over to Amazon. Do your shopping, even if you don't need tea diffusers. The scrambling code word again. We'll put that with the item of the day. It's a second item of the day. Scrambling jumps out of a plane yesterday. He lived. He decided uh, in all his craziness, he's giving away a free pound of coffee for an order. All you have to do is use coupon code I lived. I as in the new the letter I, no space. I L I V E D. I lived. Head over to foodforestfarms.com. Put in that with your order and you'll get a free pound of coffee. That is at least a $25 value. Man, that is saying something. And if you do me a favor, when you make that order to get your free pound, put in lots in the comment. L-O-T-S in the comment. The Lots Project. Brian's Brian A sent me. The Lots Project sent me. Anything like that. Just so Scrambling knows you heard it on my show. And I get a little bit of kickback in my C4 membership. I appreciate that. I appreciate that. So, with that, guys, um, let's uh, let's roll this uh, this drawing as if someone uh, as if someone had shown up enough entries to draw it. Let's see. We ended up with seven there. Seven guys. There's been more than that in the audience. I just don't understand why people don't want to win win satoshis. But had we had ten, this is the drawing that would have happened. Man, a lot of double names there. A lot of double names. So you guys that want to win, you're going to have to get out there and... Uh, Jesus. <laughs> the guy always wins. The guy always wins. Whether it's a, a drawing, a fake drawing, a real drawing, he just wins. <laughs> Jesus. This is why I need more people in. This is the reason legitimately the reason we changed it up, we changed the format, we changed the requirements is because Kyle wins every week. And if Kyle doesn't win, Canadian Farmstead wins. It's, it, yeah. Yeah, guys. Oh, anyway, 20K next week. It's going to be the 20K next Friday morning, and it will continue to roll over until we end up with 10 people in the drawing. I don't know. Tell your friends. Hide your wife. Hide your kids. Hide your husbands. They're raping everybody up in here. Uh, no, we're just giving away Satoshis on Fridays. And all you got to do is come and put in the hashtag I choose for the week. Missed your chance this week. Thanks for showing up with that. Uh, I think we're going to wrap it up. We're going to head out into the weekend. Be busy. Get back to uh, that uh, episode three or 483 this weekend. 
talk to Tim about plans, Toolman Tim, talk about plans on property, his trip down here, work day for SRF, all sorts of fun stuff in a meeting this weekend. I will circle back with you on Monday and let you know what we came up with. Like I mentioned a little bit ago, I was on with Mike Martin on Mindfully Outdoors last night. Great little chat with Mike. I really enjoy uh, I enjoy hanging out with him. As soon as he publishes that, I will blast out the link for you guys. And uh, yeah, don't forget that uh, get one free pound of coffee with code I lived over at Food Forest Farms. Anyway, guys, if you enjoyed the show, please consider sharing it with others. You can find it at thelotsproject.com or on Noster Telegram, YouTube, TikTok, Facebook, Rumble, and Instagram. Be sure to listen on one of your favorite podcast 2.0 value for value podcast players like Podverse or Fountain.fm. Make it a great day, guys. Make it a great weekend. We will catch up with you on Monday. Long is not